Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Today, I'm excited to talk about teens, and I'm talking with Michael Jacobus, And he is an internationally recognized author, child development specialist, and camp professional. In the summer of 2018, Michael started the world's first clinical summer camp program for teens and adolescents suffering from unhealthy screen time and social media overuse habits and gaming addiction. Reset Summer Camp for Digital Detox and Life Skills was launched. And if you have a teenager, or you have a child and they are totally absorbed in their screen time and game time, here is the expert to talk to of getting them away from those screens and really controlling the behavior in your home and what they're doing. And I'm working on this right now as well for kids. And as a team, we're going to talk about this in this podcast and really hopefully help you guys to help your kids. So Michael, thank you for being here with me. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. I'm excited to learn all about your camp. And if you would, um, right off the bat, if you would tell everybody how they can reach out to you and even check out your camp. And then I'd love to hear how you kind of got started in you know, working with teens and deciding that this world needed the reset camp. Absolutely. Um, the The easiest way to get in touch with me is through our website, which is just resetsummercamp.com. Uh, my cell phone number and my email, everything is on there. Uh, so that's the easiest way that anyone can get a hold of me. As for how I got started, I'm I'm a big fan of summer camps. I I went to summer camp as a kid. And then I was a junior counselor and then a counselor and then a program director and eventually a camp director. I've, I've been doing summer camp attending or running for you know 40 years. Uh, and then um, when I got older and had my own children, um, I have uh, three that are now grown and the oldest of which became addicted to uh, a video game called World of Warcraft. And his mother and I just had no idea what to do. We kind of white knuckled him through middle school and high school. There were daily arguments uh, and and we really had nowhere to turn. We didn't, there was no such thing as, as reset at that time. And we didn't know about wilderness therapy programs or, you know, therapeutic boarding schools. Those were a little too extreme. We thought anyway. And so I 
had been running summer camps, you know, for probably 30 years uh, by the time 2018 rolled around. And that was the year that pretty much every kid in the country was addicted to Fortnite. And the World Health Organization came out with their decree that gaming disorder is a diagnosable thing. Not that any insurance companies cover it presently, but it was at least recognized. So I got together with um, a therapist that I knew in Los Angeles and started Reset, which is specifically a month-long digital detox summer camp program hosted on a university campus where kids come to camp. They don't want to come to camp usually. Uh, they feel they're being punished or sent away by their parents. They don't have any access to electronics. We get them on a really good sleep schedule, a really good eating pattern, and we kind of force social interaction with their peers. And then by the end of the fourth week, and we end the camp with a family workshop weekend where at least one parent has to come in on Friday and stay till Sunday. Uh, they participate in a family therapy session. And we follow up with the campers for eight weeks after they go home. And the whole point of the camp is, is why we named it Reset. It's to reset these kids to who they were before they became digitally addicted, be it social media, video games, streaming, whatever. It's, it's a wonderful idea. It's a wonderful camp. I, too, have been running camps for about 40 years now for little guys and um we are all about because we're younger kids, three to six year olds. We're, we, of course, don't allow screens. We are not one of those camps that the kids sit and watch shows. We're very active. You know, everyone's involved. They're making connections. They're meeting friends. And all of that social life is so very important. And with teenagers often and gaming, their social life is their gaming. It is their little chat sessions with the games. It's their relationships to the other people they're gaming with. I'm very familiar with the world of gaming as my son, who just returned to Amsterdam yesterday um, and works for Guerrilla Games, who uh, does the Horizon franchise. He's been in gaming all his life. The difference was... Growing up, I controlled his screen time and his game time. And it was in, you know, in relationship to his other obligations. He went to college. He got a degree in gaming. He has a master, uh, he has a bachelor of science in simulation and digital entertainment. He worked for Bethesda, Zenimax. And now he and his wife work for Gorilla out in Amsterdam. And so it, it's not that it can be this horrible life. He's made a wonderful career of it. He loves it. But what happens and what I help parents with too during the year is that it should be in balance. It should be in Absolutely. balance with their other obligations. Just like you do at camp, they have other obligations, eating sleeping, doing whatever household responsibilities there are, socializing with actual human faces, like skin, like looking at another person. And so the reset camp is just a phenomenal idea. I love it because a lot of parents don't, they just let their kids have their time all the time. And so yeah. I, I just love this idea and I'm so happy to bring it to people so they know. 
So my first question for you is, can, like, I'm assuming you serve people from all over the United States, kids travel, like, how does all that work? I don't know if yeah. you have just one location, it sounds like. How does it work? We have uh, one location in the U.S. It's in Santa Barbara, California. And we have one location in Canada. Uh, it's in Shreebrook, Quebec. Uh, and But it is a summer program. So in, it's in July and August. And it's, like I said, four weeks long. So we do get kids from all over the country. We get some international kids. It's a very small program. We max out at about 24 to 30 kids per session. Uh, we have a very high staff to camper ratio. It's like three to one campers to staff, which compared to a traditional summer camp with you know 10 to one or 12 to one um, is very intensive. But it's that way on purpose because like I said, most of the kids don't want to come. They, they're not excited about attending. Uh, so, you know, the first week is really, really rough. I tell my staff not to plan on getting a lot of sleep that first week uh, because we send the kids to bed at 930 with lights out at 10 o'clock and no teenager is ready to go Does to sleep that? at no. 10 o'clock. And then they... we wake them up at 630 and we gather at seven and head to breakfast at 730 and no teenager is ready to get up that early. I love but it. after the first week, they're kind of getting the groove. And certainly by the fourth week, that's that's the norm. So that's what we're trying to affect. And it's great. And, you know, there was a study recently done that surveyed high school students and 80 percent of high school students go to bed about two in the morning, thereabouts, because they're on their phones or playing yeah. video games or whatever. So when you think they go to high school like seven, they're getting like four, four hours. hours of sleep. Yeah, that is not even enough for an adult. How can you expect a child to learn, retain information and be, you know, someone who is growing and developing and becoming intelligent with no sleep, sleep deprivation. That's how people, that's how in wartime and other situations, people are tortured. And that is what our children are living every day. I couldn't agree more. That's one of the things that we talk about at camp every single day. I'll tell the campers, if you get nothing out of this experience, please understand how important sleep is. Because without enough sleep, you're, you can't be a good gamer, for example, but you can't be a good member of society. You can't be a good student. You can't be good at your job if you have a job. You can't be a good member of your family. You know, sleep deprivation is the number one issue among these kids. Right. And then, and then add that on to obesity and poor eating habits, because if they're gaming all the time, then there's a bag of chips sitting next to them, a soda on the other side, and they're, they're not moving. We are made to move. And yes, exactly. their arms are moving, their hands are moving, you know, they can get very energetically into playing a video game, but basically they're sitting and playing a video game and they're not going outside and getting fresh air. And all of the parts of being human and utilizing what our basic human needs are, they're not being met. Exactly. So in, in a camp, so I'm sure everybody's like parents are listening, going, God, I would love to send my children to this camp. And then they're thinking, but, you know, for a parent, they can't even control the screen time in their own home. 
they they you know whether they listen to my information or not on how to control screen time they're not staying consistent they're not standing behind it there are no consequences there there's not stuff going on to control their olden child i can imagine a parent thinking i'll never get them to go to this camp and once they go they're they are just going to be a problem they are never going to settle in and enjoy themselves that's pretty much every parent's uh thought when they send their kid to camp uh and it's true for the first week you know we have kids that write horrible letters home and we send every letter home that kids write you know get me out of here i hate you i hate this place they're mean to me you know whatever and you know by the fourth week they're all hugging and and they're sad that they're going to miss their new friends but it's about breaking the online addiction habit uh, and uh, we just launched uh, last month, actually, an online course for parents who you know need help right away or camp is too far away or too expensive or whatever. And in the first module of that uh, program, we talk about parents needing to be on the same page because we have a lot of kids who come to camp and the mother thinks it's a really terrible situation and the father doesn't think it's that big a deal. So we really need parents to unite in their concern for what's going on in their kids' lives. And then we also talk about getting your kid assessed. Uh, we have at least half the kids who come to our camp have uh, very obviously diagnosable issues, be it anxiety, depression, ADD, Asperger's, whatever, and they've never seen a therapist, they've never been assessed. And we have licensed therapists on staff. So they're, they're picking up on these cues. And so what I tell parents all the time, it is not a personal failure on your part if your child has a behavioral or developmental challenge. Uh, they might need therapy. They might need medication. It might take a while to get the balance correct. But so many parents in today's world feel shame or embarrassment that how did I let my kid get this bad? How did I let this happen? Uh, I myself had a kid who was addicted to gaming. I had two other kids who played video games and didn't care. When we said it was dinner time, they turned it off and came to dinner. So it it crosses all social boundaries. It's just the makeup of the brain chemistry of a specific kid that gets them addicted or not. So exactly. it's not a failure on the parent's part if your kid needs help. So we created Reset to provide that help. And like I said, we just created the online course to provide help year round. Uh, and if parents take the online course and decide they still wanna send the kid to camp, we deduct the cost of the online course from the camp tuition. So it ends up being free. And that online course is available on your website, the Reset yes. website, okay. Yes. Um, which is resetsummercamp.com. Correct. So the other important thing to remember is how much you do to not just support the child, but then follow up after the camp, which is also important. And what right. parents forget is that, yes, like you say, I'm sure the first week is super tough. But once you children start having options and they start thinking, oh, there is actually other things to do in life besides get on a phone, screen, video game, whatever. There are other ways I can entertain myself. Those ways start becoming part of them. They start thinking of other things to do. And I'm sure you have like, what are a lot of the activities that you do at camp that give them, 
you know, options besides being on a video game? Well, we do a variety of traditional summer camp activities. So from from teaching them how to play the guitar to going to the beach, to volleyball, self-defense, uh, drama and improv, uh, in addition to our life skills program, which includes cooking and doing your own laundry and things like that. Well, I love I've, that. You know, we're coming into our seventh summer of this program. And I've been to three school plays already where kids who came to camp it enjoyed the improv class so much, they went back to school, joined their theater department, and then invited me to come see them in a play. And the parents couldn't be happier because they're interacting, they're involved with other real world people, uh, and they're not on their devices. Uh, we have several kids who have joined local gyms because they like the self-defense class so much. And some kids you know, aren't comfortable participating in school activities because that's where they get bullied or that's where they're the dorky kid or whatever. So they join a, you know, a club team or a local gym to, to do those things. So we have a lot of kids that are now exploring and going to college uh, who came to our program, you know, completely reluctant uh, because they were going to be Instagram, you know, sensations or they were going to be professional gamers. And, you know, we, we share with them, you know, what big tech wants. Hi, parents. I'd like to take a break from this podcast to really tell you about my life's mission. I'd like to introduce you to the Day of Calm Foundation, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation where tranquility meets transformation. We believe in a world where unresolved anger and rage have no place, especially when it comes to the safety of our children. Our mission is clear to bring an end to needless violence against the youngest members of our society through dedicated efforts with parents, schools, and community outreach, we strive to soothe the human core and foster a culture of calm. This Giving Tuesday and throughout the year, I invite you to join us in this vital cause. Your support will be the cornerstone of creating generations of calmer, happier adults Together, we can build a future where every child grows up in an environment free from unnecessary aggression. Please visit our website, dayofcalm.org. Donate and be a part of this movement towards the Day of Calm. Mark your calendars for April 5th when we celebrate the International Day of Calm and bring together speakers from around the world that help build your calm in all areas of your life during our annual summit. I strongly believe, and I hope you do too, that a peaceful world begins with intention, personal responsibility, and a tranquil heart. Please join us by going to dayofcalm.org. Now back to our podcast. And it's not you know their success and their happiness, it's their time and their money. Uh, and we we share the the statistics. You know, it's easier to become a professional football player than it is to be make an income being a professional gamer, because every kid in the country thinks they're going to be a professional gamer. And Absolutely. you know, by by comparison, a very small percentage think that they'll make it to professional football. Right. A absolutely. And the nice thing is, by these kids finding these other interests and getting involved in these groups during camp and post-camp, 
is they're finding other kids with other interests besides just gaming, you know, doing other things besides, oh, well, all my friends are gamers. All my friends are online playing this game or that game. That's exactly. where my friends are. And so they get to actually experience friendship on the other side, doing things together, going out of the house, going for walks, going shopping, going whatever they want to do, go see a movie, other things. And, and parents will often say to me, well, my, my child doesn't know what else to do besides just game. And what they forget is old people like me, we grew up. We didn't have screens. We barely had television, you know, and it's, we did other things. We played cards. We had puzzles. We listened to radio. We ran around with our friends outside. We colored, we wrote, we listened to music. We did other things besides video gaming because there was no video gaming. Exactly. And so your child can exist outside of this world. Our goal is really to get parents to kind of reclaim their parental authority. We have so many parents who are so eager to be their kid's friend and not the parent. And I tell parents every every day that your kid will have plenty of friends in their lives. They don't need you to be their friend. They need you to be the guiding disciplinarian at time that uh, that is the parental figure in the home. So it's okay, you know, and chances are um, most parents paid for those video games. Most parents paid for that cell phone uh, or paid for the subscription or the, the download fees. It's perfectly okay to know what's going on with the devices and the games that you purchased. And it's perfectly okay to set limits. You know, we, we recommend that the kids have no technology in their bedrooms, for example. So any game console, remove the cell phone, buy a Walmart alarm clock for four bucks, you know, do not have technology in the bedroom. And if necessary, unplug the router, you know, take the power cord to the gaming device, turn off all access to the internet at, you know, we suggest 9 p.m. so that melatonin can naturally get produced. So they go to bed at 10 and they actually go to sleep. And then at 6 a.m., that's eight hours of sleep. And then you can get ready for school. And the important thing is the attitude that your children have, the mood swings, those kind of things get eliminated. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are we going to have good days and bad days? Yes. Everybody has good days and bad days. We're human. But this constant irritability gets removed because now they're getting better sleep. They're eating more. Maybe they're going outside more. You know, I totally agree with you. I, I'm. It, it's you know, we're recording this, but I actually made five reels of advice that parents can do to get kids off their screens. And you're right. And you know, phones are a privilege. Games are a privilege. These are not required elements of life. And gratefully, they're extremely portable. You can pick them up and carry them away. And you have to realize that you're not being mean doing that. Parents always think, well, if I put a limit or a boundary up, I'm being mean. No, you're actually being mean not doing that. If yeah. you are not having limits and boundaries, you are being mean, if you want to say mean, to your child. Because that is not showing that you truly care. Well, and you know what's interesting is I'll ask the kids at camp. I'll say, raise your hand if you still want to be living with your parents when you're 25. 
nobody raises their hand. When I talk to a room full of parents at a school event or something, I'll say, raise your hand if you still want your kid living with you when they're 25 and nobody raises their hand. And I'll say, well, that's the path you're on. So is it worth being mean, to use their word, uh, for a week? You know, yeah, there will be tantrums, there'll be arguments, you know, but they'll get over it. Right. And if you exercise your parental authority and, and create a new normal, your kid will thrive. If you don't, then plan on your kid living with you till they're 25, 30, you know, and having no life and just gaming the whole time. It's better to deal with it when they're kids than when they're adults. Exactly. I, you know, and I say it a lot. Our brains don't fully develop till we're 25 years old. So if your kid is 10, 15 more years, 15, 10 more years, there's a lot of development that goes on. And if you're not giving your child the chance to learn and grow, you are doing them a disservice. Exactly. It is, it is so important that parents realize that children need limits and boundaries. If you talk to a teenager and they're out till like one in the morning, two in the morning, and they're around their phones and you say, why is that? Their reply will be, nobody cares. And the truth is, nobody cares. And they feel that way internally. Well, right. my, if they cared, they would do something about it. They don't yeah. care. That's what you're showing them. Exactly. Um, we have, uh, when I do a parent presentation, I'll say to a group usually, what's the one thing we as parents love most at home? And then I'll advance the screen and I have the word quiet. You know, it's because we tell ourselves that, oh, the kid's up there doing their homework. You know, it's nice and quiet. Everything's great. They're studying. They're not studying. They have their earphones on. They have their chat windows open. They have their social media or playing a video game. You know, and, and parents need to re-engage. And the yes. other issue is parents need to check their own habits. You know, you can't tell your kid to get off their phone at the dinner table if you're on yours. Absolutely. So we, we challenge our parents during summer camp to do a tech-free weekend. You know, like the second weekend of camp, you know, your kids are here tech free for a month. So try it just for a weekend. And most parents can't do it. But then we yeah. talk about it during the family workshop about what your kids are going through and how you need to lead by example. Exactly. You know, in the in the five reels I created on Instagram, well, they're on Facebook, too. But one one reel talks about no phones at homework time not even sitting on the desk, the temptation to a child of, is somebody talking about me? Somebody texting me? What, what's going on in social media? Of that phone just sitting there, even if they don't have it in their hand, it is distracting. Oh, they yeah. are not focusing on their work. And modeling, being the role model, if you constantly have the phone in your hand, everything you do, your child talks to you, you're scrolling on your phone. That directly tells your child, you are not as important as this phone is. Exactly. So now you're like, you know, showing them that they're, you know, where they are on the, you know, pole of life. They're down here at the bottom because that phone's up at top. How do you possibly expect them to do something different than what you are actually living? Exactly. It's It's a really important realization for parents to realize that parent is a verb, it is not just a noun. 
is a verb and an action verb. So you Absolutely. have to take action as a parent and you have to realize that putting these consequences on your child, putting in place encouragement, you know, so that when they do do great, they're encouraged to continue doing great. You have to put in places limits and boundaries and you cannot just say, well, whatever I do, it doesn't work. And it didn't work because you didn't stick with it. Exactly. Yeah, there we need a, a completely new paradigm of parents being parents and sticking to it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Exactly. I, you know, and that's what I work so hard to do. You work on your end of things and I work so hard to help parents be better parents and, you know, create cooperation and respect and not yelling and screaming at their kids and stop all of that and start really working together with your child to form what will work in your home. So if you're putting together a schedule that may include a half hour, hour of screen time, you're putting that schedule together with your child. You know, okay, you have, we have we have to eat lunch, we have to eat dinner. You know, if you're home from school, homework has to be done. Maybe there are household responsibilities that have to be done. Okay, in this little section of time, you can go on your screen, but then it's back for dinner. After dinner, we're not having screens. Whatever it looks like, but do with them. Yeah. Build that. Absolutely. Don't just tell them. Work with them. They're they're pretty smart and they're pretty willing to do stuff when they feel respected and included. Yeah, I, I will talk to parents, uh, you know, a parent that has a kid who's really into gaming, I'll suggest that they play the game with them. You know, sit down and, and learn what it is that's driving. You might think it's the stupidest thing in the world, but learn what it is that's driving your kid to play this game. Or with social media, you know, most of the girls who come to camp are social media kids, and most of the boys are gamers. We have some cross, but that's kind of how it breaks down. And I'll say to parents, in a non-judgmental way, have your daughter show you her Instagram or her Snapchat. Find out what she's commenting on, who's commenting on her things. And, you know, the non-judgmental part is, is the tricky it's part. Is the importance. Yeah, because you just need to learn and be involved in what it is your kids are doing and what's driving them to be on the screens so that you can better manage it. Exactly. Discover what they like and then, you know, Put things in place that encourage that. Absolutely. What, we all have strengths. We all have passions. You know, my son, wa he wanted to go into gaming. That's what he wanted to do. He wasn't allowed to game 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That was all in balance. But he went and he had to buy all of his consoles. He had, and, and he is now 35. So this is many moons ago. But if he wanted a console, he had to save his money and buy it. Right. And we would monitor his use of games. But I would also, like you say, be like, so what are you playing? I mean, he was never really thrilled when I played with him because <laughs> I'm not good at it. And I remember one time when I pushed a button on whatever it must have been Nintendo or it was an X. So it must have been Nintendo. And it was like a green button. Well, it was the off button. And he was really mad at me <laughs> because... <laughs> I was just pushing buttons. He's like, mom, stop pushing buttons. But the thing is, is I would sit there and watch yeah. and be like, you know, what do you like? Can you teach me? And he would try. And, 
you know, and, but even now I, you know, it is his career, but I take an interest. I'm like, so what are you working on now? Some things he can't tell me because he's actually working on a new game, but you know, what are you doing? What, you know, what is your job? And that's, that is important for every aspect of interest that your child might have, not just gaming. Don't assume that because you wanted to play football, they want to play football. Don't assume that because you really wanted to be a botanist. I don't even know why that came into my head. They want to be a botanist. You know, take an interest in your children. Discover what they like. Games are not the enemy. Right. And that's right. what a lot of people don't realize. It's, we tell it's, kids when they first arrive that this is not punishment camp. This is learn how to get what you want in life camp. And 20 hours a day of gaming or YouTube is not going to get you there. So nobody here will ever tell you not to ever play a game again. Nobody here will ever tell you not to be on social media or check your phone. But we need to do it in a healthy, balanced manner with the rest of the things in your life. School, home, work, you know, whatever. Absolutely. And that healthy part is a really important part needs oh, to be a healthy balance. And, it, you know, it It really, you know, so many parents will be like, well, there's just no gaming, no screens, no nothing, blah, 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 blah. And then you have your child feeling like, well, all these other kids are playing like, you know, I I'm not involved in any of that. And then they feel awkward and they can't really make friends because they don't have a connection. Right. Well, I love your camp and I just love that you guys thought of doing this. And again, parents that are listening, very limited. But the so mention a little, and you already mentioned it, but tell a little bit about the online course because clearly not everyone can get their friend, their friend, their child to go to your camp because there's only so many people who can go to your camp, obviously. Right. Right. Well, the online course we developed, uh, I developed with my clinical director to pretty much cover everything we do at summer camp that parents can do at home. And it's funny, I've, I've had some parents kick back on the course saying, you know, well, it's kind of counterproductive to have my kid take an online course if they're digitally addicted. And I'll say it's not for your kid. It's for you. Your kid can watch along, but it, it's a parental course. So you can do what we do at camp. If you can't afford to come to camp, if it's too far away, if it's too expensive, whatever. So kind of like I said, we talked first about getting on the same page and getting your kid assessed possibly. And then we go through the history of digital addiction, starting with, you know, when TV started and TV dinners came out and, you know, how how we as a society became dependent on uh, screens and then the evolution of the uh, smartphones, things like that and what cortisol and dopamine do in the brain. It's everything we talk to the kids about. Uh, but then we talk about um, teaching the kids life skills in addition to whatever game time, having outdoor interest, outdoor activities, volunteering, part-time jobs, being part of a community and how important a healthy balance is. Uh, so we kind of go through the entire camp program in the online course. Uh, now, one of the things we do suggest is that they, uh, remove technology from the bedroom and establish a bedtime. And I, I suggest even apologizing to your kid, you know, that you didn't realize 
how damaging the lack of sleep is. So we're going to have a new family rule. And I suggest, you know, having this conversation, you know, at the family dinner that we should yes. all be having, uh, maybe on a Wednesday and say that as of Sunday night, we're all getting eight hours of sleep. So we're ready for school. So it's not a surprise. It's not happening right this minute, but it kind of warms them up to a new normal. So as of Sunday, we're turning in all our devices. We're taking the power cords. We're turning off the Wi-Fi. Parents, too, uh, at 9 p.m. And we have some parents that actually um, put kids' phones on a charger, on a power strip, behind a padlock door in the master bedroom closet. Yeah. You know, because they need the kid to not have access to that phone. Right. Um, that's kind of extreme, but we do have some parents that do that. So starting starting then, we're getting a good night's sleep. And I suggest doing that for a month. Get get in a good sleep schedule before you even implement anything else. Uh, but also, you know, like I said, you know, learn about the game that your kid is playing. Ask your daughter to show you her Instagram. Be engaged in your kids' lives. Don't just think everything's fine because it's quiet, because it's not. Uh, so, like I said, to to do the course correctly, it actually takes longer than the four week camp program. But uh, it's totally doable, and it's doable for everybody anywhere, anytime. You don't have to wait for summer camp. And what's important is that parents realize this is a lot on them. This oh, is completely. for them to stay consistent with. Consistency is so key. And what you said about you know teaching life skills, we are raising adults. You are not raising a child. They're already a child. Your job is to raise a competent, self-confident, compassionate, purposeful, skilled adult. That is your job so that they can be a productive member of society with purpose. And so everything you do is on that end. Everything is working towards how will this person, this human that I am teaching, what kind of adult will they be? And if you imagine the kind of adult you want your child to be, and you write down all the qualities, you need to be that person. You have to engage. You need to be that person. And the family dynamic of sleep and, and limited phone time needs to be a family issue. This is not just about your child. This is a family issue. We all are getting eight hours of sleep. Starting Sunday, all of us are getting eight hours. We don't get off the hook because we're an adult and we got sleep three hours. No, we need sleep too. Right. This is a team effort. Yeah, and that's kind of brings me back to the conversation of do you want your kid living with you when they're 25? Because if you don't, actively participate in your parenting responsibility the kid is not going to evolve properly and you're going to have them with you you know into adulthood exactly exactly well michael this has been such a pleasure and i know we could go on and on and but you know we must come to an end so <laughs> would you do me a favor please the website is resetsummercamp.com resetsummercamp.com Camp information is on there. The online program for parents is on there. Please start taking responsibility 
Michael, we've offered so much information to parents. Is there one more piece of information you would like to offer before we say goodbye? Well, the the thing that I talk about most and that we've already talked about is sleep. You know, if you are not getting enough sleep, if your kid is not getting enough sleep, you're you're not going to improve. Your life your life is going to continue to be challenging. You're going to continue to argue and fight because you do not have the cognitive ability because you're sleep deprived. So like I say to kids at camp every day, I'll say to parents here in your podcast, sleep, if you get nothing out of this, you need a good night's sleep. And you can't do that with technology in the bedroom. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your wisdom and sharing this amazing camp with everybody. It's so needed in the world. And you guys can start right at home with even just you know, screen-free zones in your, I was trying to think of a different word, technology-free zones in your home. That may be dinner time, that may be after school and technology-free weekends. Every once a month, we're going to have a technology-free weekend. Every other week, we're going to, you know, you set it up, but start there. Start doing that. Can you do it? Yes. You're the grown-up in the house. <laughs> You Absolutely. are ultimately the boss of your children. They are not the boss of you and they should not be running your home. And if yeah. you're not sure what to do, reach out to me, reach out to Michael. That's what we're here for, to help you and support you. And Absolutely. think about your kids. They're absolutely worth it. They are so worth it. Don't give up on them. Michael, thank you for being here. Thank you. And to all of you, Please share this out if you know someone else and they're all over the place that are struggling with this. Everybody's struggling with this in this day and age. Share this out. Let's have hope for our children. Let's decide that, you know what, our children do, do come first over the need for technology. And I wish all of you days filled with peace, love, lots of laughter. Don't forget to laugh. Stuff is funny. We should be having a good time. And if you get better sleep, you will get more love, peace, and laughter. So get a good night's sleep, have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. If you're really ready to start creating cooperation in your home, more listening, more joy, less stress, less yelling, less negotiating, a whole lot less aggravation, then reach out to me and let's put a parenting system in place that works for you and your kids. Private and group coaching is available. And in six months or less, you will start seeing a much happier home that your children will blossom from instead of have to recover from. Get the manual that I wrote for your parenting journey, Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, along with my three children's books, All About Me, I Am Grateful, and Being Different is Fun. Find it all at PumpedUpParenting.com.